This episode of The Local Bar is brought to you by Get Upside. I don't know about you, but it looks to me like gas prices are rising, and I don't think they're coming down anytime soon. So what can you do to help combat that? Well, it's easy. There's an app out there called Get Upside. You can download it from the App Store. You find a gas station near you that is giving the best rebate. You pull in, scan your receipt, and then a day or two later, the money is directly into your account. We're talking anywhere from about four to five cents a gallon all the way up to 15 cents a gallon. And this is real money. It just goes into an account that you have on the app. It stays there and you can build it up over time or you can just take it out and put it into your own bank account without any kind of fee. It's a great way to help balance out the rising cost of gas prices. And if you use the invite code CHAD2563, you get an extra 15 cent back off your first fill-up. That's on top of what you're already using. Again, I've used them for a year or two now and really, really have appreciated being able to get a little bit of money back, especially at a time like now when gas prices are rising. So check it out. Get Upside. Sign up. Create your account. Start saving today. Use the offer code CHAD2563. To the local bar podcast with your host Chad Alexander. Come on in. We have a lot of friends we want you to meet. Well, hello there. From beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina, located right in the heart of Rosewood, this is the bar. I'm your host, Chad Alexander, and of all the places you could be you decide to spend some time with us today for that, we're incredibly grateful. How you doing? Local Bar can be found on uh, iHeart, uh, iTunes, and Spotify, all the places you get your good podcasts. We produce all of our shows through the Libsyn Network. If you are a podcaster over on Libsyn, you can find us, friend us, follow us over there. Uh, you can find us uh, Facebook, Local Bar Media, Twitter, same thing. LocalBarMedia.com, but the best and easiest way to communicate with us, especially me, is just shoot me an email over to chad at LocalBarMedia.com. So how's your day going today? Let me tell <laughs> I've I've done this show twice. So, um, you know, when you, when you do a podcast, there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of mistakes. Like, you don't get to see all the lowlights. And this has happened a couple times before where I've done a show, but for some reason, I'm sure it has nothing to do with me. The show before the interview gets erased. Well, that's what happened this time. So uh, I, I'm committed to putting this show out on Mondays. It looks like this is the second one in a row that's coming out on a Tuesday. So sorry, sorry about that, but that's uh, them's the breaks sometimes in this uh, fantastic world of podcasting. I, uh, I, I, I hope your week's going well. I uh, hope your weekend was a fine one. Um, I, I do want to catch everybody up on a couple of things that I've gotten some emails asking about our friends that we have on the show that live out in Texas. I actually I, I talked to a couple of them this week, or one of them in particular. Um, Mr. Hank Thorpe, uh, those of you that have listened to the show before know that my arch enemy in fantasy football, but my brother in podcasting, Mr. Hank Thorpe, who does the new all of the above podcast, all of the above radio podcast. He lives in, uh, right there in Dallas, Texas. And, uh, he and his fiance are both fine, but they, uh, they went through quite a bit over the past few weeks. Also uh, communicated with Brian Brushwood uh, over there in Austin, Texas. I saw, <laughs> I saw today on Twitter that he finally washed his hands with actual water and soap. And he was pretty excited about that. Um, uh, but for, for those of you that are reached out, yeah, it looks like everybody's doing fine. At least the folks that we know uh, did not talk to Chad Prather, but he's got his own podcast. I, I believe he's doing fine. Um, all of... Uh, all of us here, though, are, are thinking about you guys out there. Uh, we know what it's like when a freak storm comes through, something that's strange, something that you don't expect. You know, we, we certainly we have hurricanes here, 
Um, but if you know anything about this area, uh, five years ago, six years ago, we had this massive flood that was just, they, they called it the 5,000-year flood. I'm not quite sure how they kept up with that. I don't think a meteorologist had uh, actual recording of that from 5,000 years ago. I believe they had to call in their geology friends to to maybe figure that out. But uh, we, we, we did have some absolutely incredible situation with that that we weren't prepared to deal with. I imagine that on a small scale it was like what you guys have been dealing with. In Texas, our thoughts and prayers are out there with you guys right now. I hope hope everybody's doing okay. Uh, just know that we are thinking about you over here. And uh, to our Texas listeners, we have quite a few of them. If if there's a GoFundMe or, or something that's being put together to help folks out, and if we can do anything to help out with that, please contact the show and let us know. Whatever we can do to help, we certainly, we certainly want to do that. I uh, talked uh, last week. About social media, uh, I had uh, I had a lot of you write in about that. One of the things I, I talked about last week was um, how social media is driving me nuts. There's there's not really one that we can kind of go to that's not so divisive and all over the place. And you know, social media was originally kind of what we all went to because we wanted to keep up with friends we hadn't seen in a while. We can share pictures. See how your friends from high school are growing up. Maybe uh, keep in touch with some friends in some inner circles, some ways. And it's in a lot of ways it's still there, but in a lot of ways it's not. And people seem to be uh, just kind of finding their way beyond social media. And I, I put something out there asking if there's a if there was a platform, and especially if there's someone creating a platform that, that kind of got back to that. Um, the, the answer apparently is a resounding hell no. There's nothing out there. Uh, I, it's, it's good to see there are some folks that are just as fed up with it as I am. Um, but I will say I had a couple of people that um, shared some stories with how they've tailored their social media to be what they want it to be. And it's taken some work. It's not as easy as as muting a couple of things on your Twitter page. Uh, but they, they talked a little bit about how they, they helped kind of create their own community with their friends and, and push out some of that, that junk that they don't want to see. It's not perfect. It's not 100%. But it's pretty interesting. Over the next couple of weeks, I, I might have one or two of them on the show. I, we'll, we'll see if we can work out the interview. Uh, I, I find it. I, I do find it pretty compelling. If any of you though have some stories of how you've utilized social media to kind of shape shape it into what you want it to be, maybe that was the better question to ask. Uh, send me any of those emails to chat at localbarmedia.com. If we do have uh, one of these people on the show in the next few weeks, I, I want to bring up uh, some of the ideas if y'all have them. So please. Please send that to me because God Almighty knows that we're we're all looking for something that brings us together more than separates us these days. I've got a very very special interview this week. Um, I have uh, my daughter, Bryn, the oldest, uh, is back on the show. the 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 one person who holds the record for being on the show more than any other guest, and. You know, we, we've been talking about wanting to do the show for a while. She knew that, that I shut the show down last year. She was kind of upset about it. When she heard that I brought it back, she was very, very happy. And uh, she wanted to be on the show. I said, why the hell not? So let's do one. And we, we sat down started having a conversation. And it took a turn that that um, that I, I, I wasn't really expecting. It's just, it's just kind of a natural. Just so you know, whenever Brent and I do a show, there's usually not an agenda to it. We just sit down and start talking, and we let the show go where, where it does. And um, I really got a lot out of this conversation I had with her. I, I really, we just had this conversation the other day, and I was just planning on putting it uh, a little bit down the road because of some other things I wanted to talk about over the next couple of weeks. But I found... I found that I was just really compelled to what our conversation was. So instead of skipping it and, and pushing it back a few weeks, I decided to bring that up. So I'll have that here for you in a second. Our conversation with Bryn, um, I will warn you, she sounds very old. <laughs> if you're a longtime listener to this show, she uh, 
man, she's grown up. She really has. Um, just kind of a proud dad moment. So glad to glad to have her here on the show this week. I um, I'm I'm kind of worried about all of this right now. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not, this isn't a setup. It, it's something that I, I am, I'm greatly concerned about where we are, uh, as a, as a country, as people, as a world. I know that a lot of people have felt that way for a while, but, but, uh, even with the changing political tides and all that stuff, I, 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 I'm, I'm finding that I'm more concerned about us in, in a lot of different ways. One of them is uh, is one of the main reasons why I'm glad I brought this show back. I I, I don't want to sound too preachy on anything, but I it, it we we might sound a little bit preachy on this episode. So I'm I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. If you're in your car, you're somewhere where you can kind of give some really good attention to this show. Maybe you're out for a walk. Um, Keep on listening to the show. If this is if this is one of the shows that's kind of background noise for you, I'm going to ask you to pick another episode and come back to this when you can give it your your undivided attention. Not not because there's anything complicated here, but I, I really think that the messaging that we're going to talk about really requires your, your undivided attention, and I, I really would would like for you to do that as well. Apparently, my dog Sandy would too. That was him in the background. You know, you would think I'd be more professional, especially when I'm going to sit here and start talking about, hey, I need your undivided attention. You would think I would have the soundproof stuff on so that you don't hear the dog. Anyway, my hypocrisy knows no bounds. But in all seriousness, if, if you would, um, I believe that this show deserves a little bit of, of uh, your full attention uh, because this is something that... I, I really want to share with you in a message that I think we all just kind of need to hear. And I only say that because, quite frankly, I'm concerned about you. More on all that here in a second. But right now is my interview with my daughter, and I'll see you on the other side of the break. There's a girl in Texas waiting for me Her eyes are blue as the salt and sea And I saw her once on my TV And I know this sounds crazy But I believe in destiny Okay, so check your mic one more time. Hi, my name is Jeff. And what do you like to do, Jeff? Eat cheese and play with Joey. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? All right. And Carl. <laughs> oh, crap. Why is this mic? I'm going to play mic ridiculousness today. Okay. Ah! Well, that's not going to do me any good. Why did it do that? I have no idea. I ain't, I'm not going to hold this mic. Good Lord. Let's try this. There we go. I think I can see you now. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can right. you hear me? I got you. All right. Okay. I'm going to play something for you. Mm-hmm. I want you to listen to this, okay? Are you ready? All right. Here's, here's a little blast from the past. Okay, you ready? Okay. All right. Here we go. Oh, go away. Here we go. If you have a happy time, it doesn't make you um be sad like cool kids um crying about small flowers, but me and my other friends that's not named Cole, they don't have a fit about small problems, only big problems, or when they get hurt, it's unheard their feelings. Yeah, so you don't like to worry about small problems, huh? Mm-mm. That's very good. Well, why don't you worry about, why do you only worry about the big problems? Because um, big problems are I'm big, um, bigger than any kind of problems. Yeah, well, that's true. I understand. Who was that? Me. <laughs> <laughs> when did you get so old? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you just magically became a th- this this microphone I'm speaking into is I think maybe even older than you are. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Wait, what? It's not. It's the microphone we used that day, but. 
you have uh you certainly have grown up yes i knew it was me first off for my voice and also because when i said my friend cole cries about a lot of small problems <laughs> you called cole out that day and yes. his mom thought that was pretty funny but I, th- I thought that was pretty good too yes so you have i believe still hold the record for having been on this podcast more than anybody else besides me Yes, because you're on like every yeah, single I'm on one. Every, yeah, I'm on every single one. But yes, so I think you are, Bryn, you are the most uh, uh, astute guest we have and also uh, the most admired because you're on here all the time. I think. Yay. <laughs> so how have you been? Good. Yeah? Yes. Um, it's been a weird year. We haven't, we haven't really talked. Um, you haven't been on the show in a while. I have not. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um. So, I guess before, there was a show that I did with you and Sterling where we talked about COVID and what was kind of going on during school, but I think that was still at the very beginning. I think so. Yeah. So I don't know. You've now you've now gone a year. We've gone probably about a year. Because um, do you know it was this time last year that we were, go- we were leaving today to head to go on our cruise? Wait, we were? Yeah. So we went on a cruise and then the world stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were we were one of the last cruise ships they went on. As a matter of fact, I think we were the last um carnival cruise to leave out of Port Canaveral. Really? Yeah. I think wow. I think so all those people that were on our ship, they were going home for a month or what they thought was a month. And then they were supposed to be on another ship in a month. A year. And a year later, yeah. Maybe longer because they might not be open right now oh uh, no they're not so yeah so more than a year yeah so a long time so um let's talk about a couple things first just just to catch people up because okay. you know what i mean if they haven't listened since that episode number seven when you were four years old uh <laughs> they may they may not know what you're up to now what kind of things uh you know you like school but what are the kind of things do you like so i like to do a lot of acting and I do a lot of sports-related stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would say, other than that, I haven't done too much except for quarantine a lot for school. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you like drawing. Yes. And we play video games a lot together. Yes. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite game to play right now? On the PlayStation? Yeah. Rocket League. Rocket League. What's your favorite game to play on your phone? You you can say the disease game. The little disease game where you spread a disease throughout the entire world, which I think is highly ironic that you you kids love that game. So (laughs) so you... um, you, 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 Let's go back and and talk about a couple things. You're doing acting now. Yes. But obviously we're not having shows in theaters, but y'all have had a couple of shows. Tell everybody what... First of all, tell them who you do acting with. Because we gotta give them some some publicity here, okay. and then um, tell them how y'all are practicing and how you're doing shows. Okay, so I'm doing acting at CCT at around yeah. Barnes and Noble. And that, that's called the Columbia Children's, Children's Theater. Theater. Yeah. Yes. And for practice, what we do is during the practice we have to have our mask on at all times, and if we go to take a water break. We step outside the room that we're practicing in so that we all stay safe and we don't have to cancel the show. And we don't do as many practices as before, but we also are social distanced with our chairs. And you also, you kind of do them in groups, don't you? Yes. We do like, we do groups and it's actually kind of fun. (laughs) Yeah. And then how are you doing the shows? So what we're doing is we're getting camera man and woman to <laughs> film uh to film it and then when we finish filming it then we'll post it well the person that's running the show will post it and then that's when the parents and everybody can watch it because the parents can't even watch it so it's 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 almost like you're getting a lesson in TV and movies because yeah. you're doing so they're they're filming these shows and then and then showing them as if it's like a movie. So the while you've done theater work and stage work before, you're now kind of getting a little trial in what it's like to be on 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 camera for mm-hmm. movies and TV. H- how do you like it? I like it a lot. Another reason is especially 
I don't know why it is for the show that I'm doing right now, but kids are kind of like goofing off a little bit, but it's fun because we can take like extra takes and we get more sound effects and oh, visual true. effects, which I love, especially for my character since I am in The Wizard of Oz and I'm Glinda. That's, uh, that's right. Yes. Glinda's a good Because I'm... Right. I come in a bubble. <laughs> oh, that's right. So they can do effects and stuff. Well, yeah. that's, that's kind of neat. That's awesome. Is it weird though? Like you know, when you're when you're getting into character for the actual theater, you know, you kind of have to get into character. When you're doing this, you know, if you and your friends get to go off to the side and goof around a little bit, it's kind of like breaking character. Is it hard to get back into character before it's time to be on to, to perform again, or is it not? So, for me, it's not as hard. But, um, I would say there's one time when I have a long break in between the, I have two scenes at the beginning, like two or three around the end. Yeah. So in between those scenes, um, it's a little harder for me to get back into character, especially because I have to do a little higher pitch voice. So yeah. it's a little harder for me, especially because, um, we don't have people there, so it's kind of hard to be character and not see the audience there. But yeah. I just pretend like the children that are sitting in the chairs still are my audience. Ah, that's, a, that's an interesting idea. Ah, that's pretty good. Uh, you said you do a lot of sports. I know we did soccer this year, and that didn't really change. I mean, you had to have mask on when you are sitting yeah. at the beginning and all. But you, you're still able to have a full season. A yes. lot of people a lot of people played, so y'all had a good group. Um, you really liked your soccer team, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but you try. You wanted to play basketball, which you're very good at because you are wh- how tall now? Eight feet tall? Is that how tall you are? <laughs> how tall are you? Five foot. So you're five feet, right? Yeah. A little above that, right? Or just five? Probably right five. a little above. Yeah, and you just turned ten, so you're very tall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, you uh, you really like basketball? Y'all were kind of able to do it this year, but not really, right? Yes. We didn't have games, and we had, like, a couple practices, and we were on track, and then all of a sudden, we didn't practice ever again. Yeah. Like, never. They kind of just cut it all out, didn't they? Yeah. You've been going to school. Now, you go to private Catholic school. Yes. And y'all have been in school face-to-face since the beginning of the year. Yeah. But... No. <laughs> Not really. So at the beginning of this year, somebody in your family, I can't remember who, got COVID. It was me. <laughs> yeah, Emily and Sterling. <laughs> yeah, everybody but you somehow. Is that because Imagine. you have superpowers? Is that what it is? Probably. Yeah, I figured that. <laughs> so you did not, um, but you had to, because you had been around us, you yeah. had to take 14 days off, right? And during that time, someone in my grade got quarantine so i had to quarantine an extra week right so somebody in your, so you went another time without it and then y'all all went back to school for one week and exactly one week and what happened so then the day that we got back with our teacher who was quarantined the one week we were back we figured out that someone got covid so then we had to quarantine all over again again so you've since the beginning of the year you've been in school for about a week two weeks um i just finished my second week okay <laughs> so you you went the first half of the school year not quarantining. Y'all had to make adjustments. You have to eat in your room. Y'all don't yes. you don't commune with the other grades as much. You can have recess, but you got to watch how you do it in groups and stuff like that. But you're yes. still around your, your folks. And y'all have made adjustments to that. Yes. Now you've gotten a taste of what the online Zoom learning's like. What have you thought about that? Okay. Um, I think that one thing that's not as hard is that we get on Zooms, we, well, we did, because I'm not pointing now that I know of, we get on, we used to get on Zoom 9, 10, 11, and then we do our work by ourselves, which I think was pretty good for the kids that are annoying in the background, so you don't have to listen to it, but then on Zooms, it's not fun. Why is that? All the kids that talk out there in class are all unmuted and talking. And a lot of times they're talking to their parents or one kid had construction in the background. It was crazy. So I hadn't thought about that. So even if kids are muted, are they, are they visually a, a distraction when you're trying to Zoom with your teachers? Um, It depends. If they're just sitting there like I do, then they're not. But 
sometimes they'll goof off on their on Zoom and then like show their pet or something and it distracts whole class from the <laughs> lesson. Um I I'll 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 tell the 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 listeners and this isn't just your dad bragging but you're you're a very smart young lady and you do really well in school and school's important for you. You it's one of the things that drives you. You re- you really like that, which is great because your old man over here wasn't always the best at school. So I'm glad that you're good at it. Um so it, it, as someone who likes school does does the Zoom do, do you do you not care if it's in person or Zoom or do you find that you yourself do better in whether it's in person or Zoom? What, what's that like for you? I feel like I do a lot better in person because for Zoom it's a lot harder because after those three Zooms you can't do work in between those Zooms unless you have like stuff you're supposed to write down. Then you're just on your own. So if you have a question about it, you kind of have to. Um, and you have it looked over and you have a question about it, you have to wait till the next day to ask your question about it. So I feel like that is, I don't really have questions about it, but I also feel like it's so much easier to do it in person because it's a lot easier to concentrate with what you're doing at school. And I mean, at home you may have some, I don't know, for my cat, trying to attack me <laughs> that distracts me sometimes right right so you got things at home that can distract you too but it's yes. a, um i want you to think a little bit deeper i want you to think a little bit more about how you feel when you're at home zooming and stuff for a few days or when you're at school like with the people that that your friends and stuff at school or just just being in school mm-hmm. which one of those do you like better I definitely like being in person better because, I mean, you can see your friends because when you're quarantining, you can't really see your friends in person, which I always feel like it's fun when I get to see my friends. Um, how, how important is that to you to be able to see your friends and stuff at school? I feel like um, in my mind, it's pretty important that you still get to see your friends. So because you need... I mean, you want to, if you have your friends at school, you kind of, I would say this is more res- recess and like free time related, but you have someone to talk to or you have someone that you can kind of, other than the teacher, ask a question if you don't get something and the teacher's busy doing something else. And I feel like it's um, fun to have a friend always with you. Now, when you're at home, you've been lucky because your mom has had to stay home, too, because of her job and with quarantining. And then you've still got your grandparents that come over, and you're real close with them. So you're, you're able to, to, to be at home and be comfortable. But n- no offense to your mom or your grandparents, that thing about not having your friends, do you sometimes feel lonely because you don't, you're not around your friends? A little bit, yeah. Is that important to not feel that way? Yes. Does it bother you even in the short period of time that you've had to deal with it? Yeah, it kind of does bother me that I feel really lonely. And that when you get that feeling, it kind of distracts me a little bit from what I'm doing. Yeah. I can see it upsets you a little bit. Do you do you worry about your other friends too? Sometimes I worry about them because I don't want something bad happen to them over the time I can't be with them. Because... If you're with your friends, you're always there for them and that they're always there for you. So if something bad happens to you at school, like you get hurt, they're always there to help you. But in part, like online, if they get hurt and you don't know, you can't help them at all because you're not like face to face with them. Why do you think that's important? Because having friends is always really important and so you can learn to communicate with other people and that's a really important thing to do in your life but also because I feel like having friends is really good with you don't have that feeling that it doesn't feel good to have it because you feel like you're lonely and you don't have someone to talk to and with friends at school if you have something you want to talk about you can always trust your friends I mean, in person, you not in person, you can always talk to your parents too. But 
I feel like it's always good that you can feel like you have someone other than your parents that you can easily go to straight during your time that you're at school. Now, you text with your friends a lot. Yes. But is it different being in person than it is texting? Yes. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Um. Well, first of all, I know that upsets you a little bit, and I really appreciate you sharing. That's that's really good. That's really big of you to do, and and I, I, that's really it's really nice to to hear somebody stand up for that. That that's great. So thank you for doing that. We won't talk about sad stuff like that. Okay. Right <laughs> uh, but let me let me ask you this: at the beginning, you were talking about being in plays, and you were talking about remember how we we're talking about getting into character? Yes. And I know a lot of times you have to be different characters as a kid, like yeah. when you go to recess. You know, you're one person. You get to be who you want to be. When you go into your classroom, you can't still be wild and crazy throwing footballs at people, right? When you go to church, yes. you you have to kind of be a different character. When you're with us, you, you're kind of a different character. But if we go out to eat, you kind of have to, you know, you have, you have to switch all the time. You know, somebody would, would say that being home all the time, you don't have to do all that stuff. So does, doesn't that seem easier? Um, and I... I guess if you don't feel like you've got to be different characters, it, it is a little bit easier, especially as a kid. But do you agree with that, or do you think there's something good about being that way? I feel like I feel like it's always something kind of a good. Yeah, why do you think that? I mean, I feel like it's good that well one it's good to be able to have different characters for when you're in different situations like you said when you're at school home doing church eating anything it's just always good to have a different character why is that is it out of respect is it is it because it's you're thinking about what other people are are around you like what what's the deal why is that important you think because when you're outside you can kind of just act crazy throw footballs at people and just do a lot of crazy stuff but then when you're in class or in church you don't want to do that because you want to respect the person that is talking or the people and everyone else and also if you're eating out at a restaurant you also want to have good manners because you don't want to be the crazy kid at the restaurant that doesn't have good manners. Yeah, you don't you don't want to be your younger sister. That's what you mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I guess that I guess all that's true. Um, it seems like all this is probably going to come to. I think you know they're talking about even the public schools in South Carolina going back. They talked about them going back this year. I don't know if they will, but they talked about them going back in the fall. You think that's a good thing? Yes. I guess I should ask more open-ended questions and not yes or no questions there. Why do you okay. think that's a, why do you think that's a good thing? I feel like it's a good thing because for the people that are all online, it's um a lot different especially for like let's say you're online for the whole school year, like whole school year not just for like 2 weeks. It's hard because your grades may drop a little bit or something. And it's going to be a little harder because, obviously, in some kids' minds, they're still at home. But during online school, you're still in Zoom. But you also want to make sure that you have some time that's outside of your house because you don't just want to be inside your house the whole day. Yeah. That's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. Do You don't think it's a good thing? No. I mean... Even just playing outside for like an hour with anybody or just jumping on the trampoline or running around your yard like a crazy person. That's even something good to do. <laughs> Why, for the exercise or just to blow off steam or both? Pretty much both and also to get some fresh air. That's true. That's true. We kind of forget to do that sometimes when we're in quarantine, don't we? What's yeah. been when you can when we get out of quarantine or whenever we quit? I mean, we're we're in South Carolina. We're a little bit more open than some other places. But what's the one thing you haven't been able to do that you can't wait to do whenever we can go wherever we want to? I definitely, when we finally get to, can't wait to go somewhere that's outside of our house and not have to wear masks. That's going to be exciting because I. I'm if I have to wear a mask I will to keep us safe but 
when I don't have to wear a mask, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, I don't think you'll have to at Kenny and Angie's tonight out there in the country. I think I we'll don't be think yeah, so. I think we'll be okay. Well, um, you know, I think you're doing a really good job in school, and I know this has been a really tough year, and I appreciate you coming home and talking about this stuff. You know, uh, just so you know, I know that it's kind of hard to talk about some of that, but a lot of people are having, uh, adults too, are having a hard time talking about that stuff now. And so I, I think it's just kind of, I think it's very important that we talk about it. And so um, I appreciate you being open and talking about this. Thank you for letting me be on here and talking about it. <laughs> the next time you come on, are you going to sound even 20 years older than you did last time? Will I or will I not? That's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yes. Well, you still hold the record, and you're just adding to it for being the person besides me who's been on here the most. So uh, congratulations for that yet again. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to go have some fun and do some other stuff today? Yeah. All right. Hey, one more thing. Yes. I'm very proud of you and I love you very much. Thank you for sharing with us. I love you too. All right. When well, you say bye to people. Okay. Bye, people. Any <laughs> new. From the start, they're in our kissing heart. They had the elegance of a loaded gun. Beneath the dark and distorted layers, they the answer to rock and roll prayers. And in their wake influenced everyone. Let's give it up for the underground. Turn up and they would turn down. Walk around like they own the place. Put a smile on a Warhol's face. The black angel never let them down. Rachel would have been proud, but she was busy waiting for her man. Oh, how wonderful it is to be a dad of two girls who are absolutely brilliant. And um, I, I love having Bryn on. I, I love talking to Bryn. She and I, she and I have a very we have a very good relationship, but a very good style uh, of just being able to talk. She's very she's very bold, and I, I love the fact that she enjoys talking on podcasts. She, uh, you know, she, she spends a lot of time playing around here in the studio. She, she really digs it, but, um, you know, it, it takes a lot to, to get up to the microphone and, and say your piece and to put passion behind what you say. And, and Bryn certainly does that. And I'm, I'm so proud to be her dad. And so, uh, I want to thank her for being on the show. If you, if you are new to the show real quick and you like the music we play, it is by a brilliant uh, singer songwriter down in Charleston, South Carolina. His name is Don Merkel. You can find him uh, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Don Merkel. That, that last name's a little tricky, M-E-R-C-K-L-E. And he is, um, I think, DonMerkel.com, too. I should double-check that before I send you somewhere funky. Uh, but you can find a lot of his stuff. YouTube is a great place to check out not only his music but some of his videos. Uh, the, again, there's one called Phantom Limb. If you've never seen it, you got to check it out. The Columbia Marionette Theater. Uh made a Don Merkel puppet. It's, it's pretty cool. I, I got the great, great opportunity to play with Don uh, for a couple of years and, and this group of merry men called the Blacksmiths. And then Don just blew that band up. But we do not hold it against him too much and we allow for his show to grace our, our podcast every week. So check him out, DonMerkel.com. Um, you can find him on iTunes. You can just Google him. He's famous. Um. I'm not here to preach this week. I, I don't want to come across that that I am, um, but I feel like I've got to establish a little bit of credibility because I'm I'm going to say something that I I think is going to sting a little bit. Okay, I did a show a couple years ago um, because the teachers in South Carolina were 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 really not being treated fairly. Um, the state superintendent of education did something absolute said something absolutely moronic. Uh, there was a big march from the teachers. There were a lot of people saying that they were just marching because of pay and they should go to the teachers union about that. That is correct. They should. That's not why they were marching. And so I had someone on the show. It was a great interview with someone who's been a teacher for a very long time. And um, it was kind of an opinion about what was really going on. I, I, I really... Um, 
it, it really touched me to see what the teachers in South Carolina were wanting to do and the people that were supporting them. Full disclosure, my wife was down there uh, marching with them. It's something that was near and dear to her. I was not. I don't really. My wife and I have. You can, you can listen to old episodes of Welding a Family to find out what we both, <laughs> we both differ on protest and marches. But but she was she was there and she was she was supporting them and I dig that and I and I think that's very important. Uh, my mom was a teacher for a very long time. My grandmother was a teacher for a long time. I was going to be a teacher for a long time. Did substitute teaching, student teaching, all that kind of stuff before uh, my, my life just took a turn and I decided not to go that way. But I am, I am someone who is very, if, if I if I have to say this, very pro teacher. Let me tell you what I think that means. I also think that the teachers union, the National Teachers Union, is one of the worst organizations in the entire world because they've done a lot of stuff for themselves and not for the people that pay them dues. Okay, so that that I'm not trying to get political. I just want you to understand where I sit on this. I am very much for the rights and the benefits of the individual teacher, and I think that they are not always treated fairly, nor do I think they have been given a fair shot, not even by the organization that is supposed to do that for them because, like it or not, they just donate a lot to the government, and it's just money, and it's really a waste of time to even talk about the National Teachers Union. So um, if somebody from the Teachers Union would like to come on the show and prove you different, more than happy to have you come on here and straighten me out. I doubt you will because it's just a it's just a scam. Anyway, um, I don't I don't want to um, you know, with COVID, with where we are in the world, everything's got to be political. Everything has to be political. We have to make everything political, and I, and I think I really hate it because I think there are some teachers that, honest to God, have just been scared. They've, they've been afraid. They have been afraid of going back to school because, and let me explain to you why they've been afraid. Because they've dealt with the flu. You see, every year, if you have a child in school, you send your children to this Petri dish where viruses and bacteria run amok. And then all those children go home and they bring home new viruses and bacteria. That's how we all get sick. The American school system today is one, is one of the biggest spreaders of any type of cold or flu that is out there. And teachers have to deal with it every single year. They know it's coming. They get their flu shots. They do whatever they can. They try with hand sanitizer. Nothing. Um, I do believe for those teachers that have been doing face-to-face, -face, both of my girls go to private schools, so they have been doing face-to-face. -face. Um, I think they've seen a, a drop in flu. Because, well, social distancing, people actually washing their dang hands, it's great. So the teachers that suddenly, there's been kind of a backlash. Because here in South Carolina, uh, as with much of the United States, there's a lot of places that they're telling their teachers, uh, starting in March, starting in April, starting in the fall, we are going back full-time face-to-face. And there have been a lot of teachers that have really spoken up about that. And there's there's been a lot of talk about that. So I got a couple of emails not long ago asking me, Chad, you're a very pro teacher. What do you think about all this? I'm going to make this very simple. Go to school. Go to school. If you have a condition where you should not be around anybody that does this, let's try to find something else for you. But we need you to be in school. Chad, how, how dare you? How can you be so cut and dry on this? Did you hear my daughter talk. We cannot keep doing this. We cannot, when it comes to schools, start talking about every dang thing besides the kids. Why do we do this? Why do we sit here and bring up anything else beside the children? These teachers that all of a sudden said they needed to get their wills together. Please, when you walk down the Publix or food line or go into a Bank of America, or you go to that gas station and use the Get Upside app because it's a really cool app. It actually is a really cool app, people, by the way. It's not just a it's not just a sponsor at the beginning of the show. It is a really good show. But you 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 use that keypad. You walk into that bathroom. 
y'all, like it or not, the one thing that we all can say we've learned from this pandemic is that if we ever have a pandemic that's got a death rate of over 10%, we are not ready to handle it. All this stuff that we have done shows that we would be a miserable failure in that. We have no idea what quarantine really means. We have no idea who's really supposed to be in quarantine. I'm not I'm not trying to get into a political speech. I'm actually not even trying to really go down that road, but I got to touch it for a second to bring it back to the schools and say you can go to Lowe's but you can't go to your school. We've even got science. People that say you should follow the science, follow the dang science. Kids aren't spreading it. How about social distance? How about teach the kids how to wash their hands and how to be safe? How about teach the kids how to learn in an environment to do what we have to? But this all this crap about, oh, okay, I gotta, we got to put tombstones in front of the school because of all the teachers that are going to die. Stop it. Stop it. We've had plenty of people going to school. My daughters have been in private school. Yes, teachers have gotten COVID, just like people in their neighborhood have. It's, it's going to happen. Let me tell you something else that's happened since we've all talked since last June. Me and my family got COVID back at the beginning of January. Um, it's terrible. Uh, I didn't have the lungs issues, but I certainly had the sinus and the headache thing. And, man, it was a miserable three days. It took me a couple weeks to even get my strength up back to even close to where it was. My parents have had it. My sister has it right now. My uncle had it, and he died. He's 61 years old. My uncle, whose son has been on this show before, whose other son died when he was at college in his early 20s because of a health condition. A um, childhood neighbor, uh, 43 years old, passed away last week from COVID. I I'm not denying that people die from this. Yeah, I I'm telling you, your, your boy here has experienced it firsthand in, in, in a lot of different ways. I, I, I get it. But I also know the other things that happen out there. I, I, I understand the percentages. I understand the people that need to take care of themselves, and they should. And then I understand that there are some people outside of those parameters that get it. My, um, my ex-wife had a friend from college. She was 40 years old. This was about two or three years ago. Got the flu, died. No pre-existing condition, just died. It was sad. It was awful. It's also something that happens in life. Don't let... Don't let the guy with 12 years of hospice experience get, get too rowdy here with this. But let's let's stop acting crazy because what happens is, is we take our eye off the ball. You know how gut-wrenching it was to sit here do an interview with my daughter and watch her tear up and talk about how she feels lonely? My, my daughter is a very outgoing young lady. She's got family that lives around her. She's got friends that are around her. She is a very involved mom and dad and stepmom in her life. She's got uh, a wonderful stepsister that's very close with her. She can still feel lonely. She can still feel disconnected. And she's a child. You know, I, I've grown up with kids that had bad parents or no parents. It's very easy to find a correlation between that and bad decisions and bad behavior later on in their lives. Why do we think this would be any different? Why do we think that basically pulling our kids, extraditing them out of, out of their daily routine, out of their main source and hub of socialization, and tell them to sit on a Zoom call and that everything's going to be fine? I've heard all of you complain about Zoom calls. Don't tell me that your kids are, are, are immune to that. Your kids are more immune to COVID than they are to that. Y'all, this is getting out of hand. And it's not just because my daughter, you know, got emotional and talked about this. It is because she is underscoring a fact that we are not paying attention to. The suicide rate in this nation is going through the roof, and it is happening more in kids than it ever has. I'm not saying that's the school's responsibility, mind you. 
But what I'm saying is when you've constructed a lifestyle around these children where they've learned that that's what their schedule is, their outlet, their focus, their chance to breathe, for some of them, their only chance to eat that day. When we as a community and a government have said, here, here's the answer to this government-run crap, and then we take it away from them and we just act like it's just a convenience to them, please get get over it, y'all. Look. This whole thing with the schools has got to stop. We have got to, and listen, I'm the first, Maria gets so tired of hearing me say this. I'm the first to, there's a political ad or something going on. People all of a sudden turn around like, well, it's about the children. Let's not hurt the children. We got to bring the children together. Oh, it's about the children. This bill has nothing to do with the children. It's about building a new space center for for NASA. But it's children. I know that's overused. This is the kids. This is about children. This this is y'all this is the one issue we've finally had. I was talking about school shooting stuff 2 years ago. Nobody wanted to listen to that. I'm now talking about this. Nobody wants to listen to it cuz they want to focus on something else. Y'all, we have got to stop acting this way when it comes to our kids' lives. Chad, why are you so passionate about this? Who we develop these years in school gives us our neighbors, our coworkers, our leaders for the rest of our lives. The investment we make as a community in the children around us affects every one of us from here on. But even if you don't want to pay attention to that, how about just help these kids out? Brynn has gone to private school all of her life. Sterling has not. Sterling started going to private school this year because her school was was shut down. And we knew Sterling was not going to learn in that in in that in that realm. But we also knew that she was going to be incredibly lonely. This year, we've watched Sterling develop social skills um, at an alarming rate. We've watched the amount of friends she has come over to play at our house increase by about 300%. Now, these anecdotal figures I'm throwing out to you are just in my house, but I'm going to tell you every decision that her mom and I made about her this year has been right. And it's doing wonders for her. The school? Yes. Teachers? Sure. But being around the other kids, socialization is important. Now, before you start sending me the emails, and usually when I'm heated on a subject, I get a lot of them saying, like, oh, so you're just going to send the kids and not care about the No, I do care about it. If your kid's sick, don't send them to school. If your kid has a, a, an immune deficiency disorder, you've probably looked into stuff anyway. That, that's not new to COVID. People have been dealing with that forever. And we have to continue to do that. We have to find ways to reach those kids the best we can. But we can't expect the bulk and the mass of all the rest of the kids to suddenly be able to flip a switch, sit at home in front of a computer and learn. I've got another good friend. I've got another very good friend of mine, very close people, who have a wonderful son who I love dearly, who is in his very early teen years, who has done just terrible in school in, in this way. He lives up in North Carolina. Um, and when I say he's done terrible, it, it takes everything that they can do to get him to have any kind of work ethic before. And maybe he wasn't the best studier beforehand, but now he doesn't want to do crap. And everything he does is virtual. Even when he gets the chance to play with his friends, it's over video games, which is cool. I get it. I play them, too. And it's a lot of fun. You, you'll hear no argument from me there. But it is the only way he interacts. Last night, we went out. To middle of nowhere, some friends of ours that have this <laughs> their own compound, I guess. Uh, they work in pond management systems, and they've got a great company. I got I got to have Kenny on here one day. Um, Kenny loves playing guitar. I took my keyboard out there, set up a PA system, a big old tent with heaters inside of it. Sat there and took requests, played songs. People sang karaoke, sang with the band. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun because we were spending time together as people. This afternoon, I, I wasn't ready to be done spending time with people. 
I walked down to uh, Dano's Pizza, wonderful pizza joint here uh, on Rosewood Drive in Columbia, South Carolina. Give him a little shout out. Walked down, had a couple of beers, sat and talked with Dano. Talked with uh, another dude sitting there at the bar. The NASCAR race was on. I've watched NASCAR in, uh, over like at least 10 years. We sat and just, you know, shot the ship for a second. It was great. It was wonderful to be able to do that. Walked on home and enjoyed the air. I don't mean to sound too much like old man Chad here, but we've gotten to where we believe because there is an answer that it's the right answer. Social media is a wonderful tool that we can use to promote ideas, to be close to each other, to share ideas, to reach out to people we haven't seen in a long time, keep up with what's happening in somebody's life. It's, it's, it's a great opportunity to be able to do that. We now use it for what is basically the bathroom stall, and we call each other names, and we are now more divisive than we've ever been, ever in the history of this country, ever in the history of this country. I, honest to God, believe we are more divisive than we were during the Civil War. My 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 history friends and I would still continue this debate, but I, I actually do believe that because of what we have as far as communication. Just because there's something there doesn't mean it's the right answer. We all can do Zoom calls. We've learned they suck. Nobody keeps their attention. We find out through studies that we've done over the past year that people are 20 times more productive at work if they get dressed for work, even if they're working at home. Yes, there have been people that have studied that this year. I find it fascinating, but I also find that it's crazy that we spend money doing that because it also sounds like freaking common sense to me. But then we look at our children and we realize that they talk a lot about recess and lunch and what happens in the halls. They keep up with their friends with what's going on while they're walking in between classes. People come home from school together, bound by the common bond of where they are and what they're going through in their life and the fact that they are in person with each other. When my daughter sits and lives on her phone, I can tell a difference in her demeanor 100%. Go to school. Let, stop this. Go to school. And understand that the role you're playing in school is an incredibly important one, not just because of the minds you are shaping through knowledge, but the minds and the emotions you are shaping through socialization. Yes, that is important. It is something they have to have. It is something that has to be nurtured. It is part of, of what we have created. Maybe when schools were started, that's not what they thought they would do. But kids find study partners. Kids don't feel so bad that they got a bad grade and they believe they can get out of it when they find other people who've, who've had a tough teacher as well. There's other answers for them to figure out problems. And this is something that as people, we've got to freaking remember too. Because sitting around on Twitter all day, talking to people that you don't know and probably won't ever meet, will not give you the same benefit that going and talking to your neighbor will. I'm not saying that that is devoid of any opportunity of creating a relationship. I do think the opposite of that. But it pales in comparison to what we get when we spend time with people in person. Open your churches up. Go to school. If you can't because of your health, then don't. But take precautions. Be safe. Be smart. But let's stop this. We've got a vaccine coming out now. It's, it's already rolling out to a lot of other places. There are kids that have been in private schools all over the place. L look at them. They're great. They're great case studies in how everything that people have scared the crap out of teachers from and kids about going to school is, is absolutely just not true. It's not true. It is false. But I, in the short amount of time we have left, I want to take this one more step further.
and I want to make it about you. As much as I'm sitting here crowing about the fact that I don't want my daughters to feel lonely, that I want them to feel connected, that I want their friends to be okay, that I want our kids to be able to learn and socialize and have their life where they need to. If there's a if there's a moment that we're like, oh my God, this is deadly, this is awful, we got to pull them up, pull them back, then then we'll do it. If there ever comes a day that something could be just as bad or ten times worse, yes, let's let's. Pull. I'm not saying that you shouldn't ever cut down schools. Quit you know, quit being so extreme about stuff. This is not black and white. It's tons of shades of gray. But I want you to think about yourself and how you have felt over the past year. No, no, no. I'm not making another point about kids' school. I'm seriously, as you're listening to this, you in your car, you running, you sitting at work, you. How lonely do you feel? How, how disconnected do you find yourself? How angry are you at things? How, how has your anger spiked faster? What change towards the negative have you found in yourself? If you can name a couple of things, ask yourself how much time you spent online this year compared to other years. Now, all of us can say a lot. But how about over the past couple of months? You know, I remember at the beginning of COVID, there were a lot of pictures of, like, dads meeting for a beer in the street. And all these dads are sitting around about, like, <laughs> like, like 20 feet apart from each other, sitting in chairs, people sitting across the street from each other, the cooler beside them as they sat there and talked to their neighbors. Not over the phone, not over the computer, Talking, talking across yards. So I guess if you're talking about the neighbor that lives beside you, you better want them to know what you're saying or, you know, they're going to hear about it. Why do we stop doing that? Just because we have the ability to talk in one way and communicate in another way, while it may be convenient, doesn't make it correct. There's a there's a thing that all of us in sales learned a long time ago. There was there's 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 two lies that you've been told. One day we'll have a paperless society. That's absolutely not true. We were saying that in the 1990s. It is 2021. We are no closer to a paperless society than we ever were. And the other thing was that email was going to be the primary form of communication moving forward. Now, while it does serve its purpose and 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 shoulder a great load of what we do, the one thing that the United States or any really it, the world's salespeople have learned is that an email never tops a handshake. Even in a time and place where handshakes are almost strictly forbidden. Being in person means more. There is a connection we have in being around each other, seeing each other's face, being in the moment, being able to say that you care. A friend crying over the phone only makes you want to get to that friend and put your arms around them. Someone celebrating something over an email doesn't really elicit the same excitement as them standing in your living room telling you that they're expecting their first child finally after trying for so long. Just sitting around and shooting the breeze with our friends or a stranger at a bar is, is so important to who we are and the human experience. If, if I were wrong, you would not be listening to a podcast. You wouldn't be here. L listening to somebody talk? We, we pine for that communication and not just what we can read, but what we can hear and feel. Go to school. Go back to church. Go visit your friends. Keep your distance. Be safe. Be smart. I mean, an idiot. Don't go and give somebody COVID. And as a guy that's had it, don't go and get it if you don't have to. It sucks. It's really, I, I'm not downplaying it. It, it was awful. I, would I close down the world for it? No. But do I want anybody else to get it? No. 
even if it's even if death is off the table, you don't want this crap. But you don't want what comes as a side effect to what we're doing right now. We have been wrong. We have been wrong. There are better ways to do this. We got some things right, but there are better ways to do this. We need to learn it. Something will come in the future. Something's going to. Oh, we can talk about the government and the politics side of it, but let's just leave that out of it. One of these days, we're going to face with something like this. We'll be faced with something like this again. Let's make sure that we're not hurting ourselves when we think we're healing ourselves. Sadly, that suicide rate is going up, and I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, it's probably not coming down for a little while. I hate that. Kids self-harming themselves, not just suicide, is going through the roof. Kids making bad decisions, all that. But but kids are a, 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 a good test subject for other things that are going on because this is happening in the adult world, if you will, as well. I've seen, not personally, but in my circle, three suicides this year. Three. In, in my small circle. Yeah. I've seen people drink more than they ever have. I've seen people and the amount of relationships that are breaking up, divorces and stuff like that. Like I, I, The way people aren't spending time with their kids. I, I see all, it's all, it's, y'all, it's happening right in front of us. Let's remember that we're people. Let's remember that we love our neighbors, even when we want to hate them. And let's remember that we're responsible for watching out for each other. Let's do it. Let's not be any more lonely than we have to be. And watch out for your kids. If you don't have kids, watch out for your neighbor's kids. There's nothing wrong in asking them if they're okay. Maybe just a five-minute conversation with them about sports, school, the new bike they got is something that's going to mean the world to them. Do not underestimate that. People, we need each other more than we ever have right now. Thanks for stopping by the bar. We've picked up your tab, but if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local bar and support the show. Any support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to drop us a line, send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com. Thanks for coming in. See you next week. This podcast is part of a local bar media. For this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com. Not so different